Hello, everybody. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. It is my joy to be with you today, like always. You can find this podcast, a new episode, every Monday and Thursday, streaming on charismapodcastnetwork.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much anywhere podcasts are listened to. I want to dive into the content today. I want to honor my guest time. And so I'm going to read a scripture, though, that I really believe encapsulates where we're going today. And this is Ephesians 2, verses 8 through 10. Ephesians 2, verses 8 through 10. For it is by grace that you've been saved through faith, and this is not from our, fr- fr- from yourself, but as a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. The glorious grace of God, it is a gift of the Lord. We cannot boast, we cannot strive, we cannot earn this grace, but this grace also empowers us to do good works works which God prepared in advance before the foundation of the world for us to do. I love this scripture. There's so much here, Um, but I want to introduce my guest. We're going to be talking about the wonderful plans of God and his grace in our lives and our potential as believers through his grace. And so my guest, his name is John Bevere. He is an international speaker, best-selling author who's known for his bold and uh, uncompromising approach to God's word. John and his wife, Lisa, are the founders of Messenger International, an organization established to teach, reach, and rescue. Over more than three decades in ministry, his desire is to support the local church and resource leaders, regardless of location, language, financial position. To this end, his resources have been translated in over 90 languages. That's awesome. And millions of copies have been given away. Praise God. The pastor's and leaders worldwide. It is such an honor to have you on the show with me, John. Thank you so much. Michael, it's an honor to be on the program with you, and I want to thank you for what you're doing. This is so amazing, because I can tell you're probably a little younger than me, and here (laughs) you are broadcasting and reaching so many people. I am just so proud of you. Wow, that is awesome. And just like I told you before the broadcast, your books have made an eternal impact on my life. And so I am eternally grateful. And I know your story has impacted me because I never thought that I would ever write books. And I wrote a book recently and, and, and God has, you know, there's more books in me, but I, I didn't even like reading, let alone writing. And I know I want to kind of start with this because it goes into, I know you released a book called X, Multiply Your God-Given Potential. And really your story about how you started writing kind of goes along with the message as well. Just tell us that story quickly because I love it so much. Well, my worst subject in high school was English and creative writing. It would take me about four hours to write a two-page paper, <laughs> and that's probably not exaggerated. And uh, I, I actually scored 370 on the SAT, uh-huh. and in all my tra- in the in, in the English, and in all my travels, I've only met one individual that scored worse than me on the English on the SAT. So, when God spoke to me in 1991 and told me to write, <clears throat> I thought he just got me mixed up with another kid he had on the earth. And I said, you don't want me writing. Talk to my English teachers. And I didn't do anything about it. But 10 months later, two women came to me within two weeks of each other. And they said the exact same words. They said, John, if you don't write what God's giving you to write, he'll give the message to somebody else. And one day you'll have to stand in judgment for it. And when the second woman said it to me, the fear of God hit me. And I wrote a contract, actually wrote a contract with God. I said, God, I can't write. You know that. So I need grace. (laughs) <laughs> and yes. you know what's amazing is I look at the books now, they're in the tens of millions. They're in actually now 111 languages. Wow. Mm. And I it it's it's kind of interesting. Michael, I I honestly believe my name's on these books because I was the first guy to get to read them. Yeah. I honestly believe with all of my heart it is the gifting of God. 
And when I say the gift of God, everybody always thinks, oh, he's naturally gifted. No, it's a supernatural gifting that God gives mm. to each of his kids. And it's not just some of his kids, it's each of his kids. And that gifting gives us the ability to go beyond our natural ability. And that's certainly true with me in writing. Uh, if you would have said to me 35 years ago, John, God will send you to the nations of the world through books, I would have laughed you out of the room, and, and my English teachers would have heartily agreed with my <laughs> laughing. Yeah. But I look at, at now when God speak, spoke to my heart that summer of 1991, and just obeying that word, that ability, that supernatural divine ability to be able to write came on my life. And that's what's multiplying and blessing lives. And that's what this book's about. Because, Michael, I'm, a, I'm 61 years old now, so I've, I made a covenant with God when I was young. When this all started, I yeah. said, God, I'm not going to write a book unless you speak to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad. I wanted to write this book for years, but I'm so glad that he didn't speak to me to do it because I feel like I wrote this book with a father's heart. And I I just have a passion right now, Michael, just to see people enter in to their God-given callings and utilize those gifts to enhance those callings and just be so successful because there isn't any competition in the body of Christ. We are one body. We're one bride, and he's coming back for one bride. So where is competing? It's just non-existent. (laughs) That's right. And so... If you do well, I do well. If everybody listening to us to, to us right now does well, we all do well because we are one body. And so writing this book, the passion is to see people be fruitful and multiply in their God-given gifts. And that is a lot easier, a lot harder than the, than the way it sounds right now. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And one thing that you, um, a quote that you have in your book is that our effectiveness as believers in life is not up to God, but it's up to us. The Lord delivers the word to us. And now by his grace, you know, grace empowers us, but we yield to him and we obey his word. I just find that that's just incredible because so many people think they have a word from God. They have something stirring in their heart, a prophetic, you know, word over their life. And now, you know, step, you know, they just move three steps in the right direction and now it's automatically going to fall into place. But we have a part to play. Even in your story right there, you were just saying how there was, you know, God called you to write. And if you wouldn't write the messages that he needed in the earth, then he was going to give that to somebody else to steward. And so I find that very powerful. Well, you know, Michael, that first book took a year to write and it wasn't easy. And it was a big gamble because our ministry was young. I knew it was going to take a lot of time and I wasn't going to be able to give my time to a lot of other things that were necessary in birthing a ministry, mm-hmm. but God had spoken to me and it wasn't easy. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. If I decided today I'm going to be a stockbroker and I worked really hard, I would not have the success that I had in writing. And the reason is this, there is a charisma, a supernatural gift on my life to write there is not a supernatural gift on my life to be a stockbroker. And so the reason writing this book was the fact of, let let me just make a statement, okay? And I think your listeners will really relate to this this statement. Mm -hmm. If you hear somebody say he or she has a call of God on their life, where do our minds go? Our minds go to, oh, well, she or he is going to be on the mission field or a worship leader or a pastor. Yep. And that breaks my heart Mm -hmm. because every single child of God has a call of God on their life. Yeah. And 
You know, one of the most heartbreaking stories, I'm, I'm sure you already read it in the book, is I have a friend who has a church of about 30, 30 40,000 members, right? And he's, mm-hmm. he's just a dear friend, and he has a big conference that he does every year, and pastors and leaders come from all over the world for his conference. And he was telling me that there's a very well-known medical doctor in his city, and he was walking through his large sanctuary, and he saw the medical daughter, doctor he was putting brochures on all the seats mm-hmm. for the delegates. Yeah. And my pastor friend ran over and said, doctor, doctor, no, no, no. We've got volunteers and we've got interns that do this. And the doctor rebuked my friend. And he said he did it respectfully, but he rebuked me. He said, pastor, I take off from my medical practice one week a year so that I can help build the kingdom of God. <laughs> Please don't take this privilege from me. Wow. Michael, my heart broke. Mm-hmm. Because what that means is 51 weeks of the year, he's not building the kingdom in his eyes, when in reality he is. Mm -hmm. And God has uniquely gifted that man in the medical field. And he may have prolonged life, and many of the lives that he's prolonged have impacted people in so many different ways. Absolutely. If you look at a plumber, a lady's toilet may be overflowing. She's a single mom, and she may have to spend two hours cleaning up that toilet, but because of that plumber's gift, he -hmm. kept her from having to spend two hours. So she was able to pray in those two hours. And as a result, 3000 people in Cambodia got saved. He can't connect the dots as easy as somebody who stands on a platform and speaks to 10,000 people. Mm -hmm. But but you see, God is the one that orchestrated this whole thing. There needed to be education. There needed to be healthcare. There needed to be government. There needed to be all these different areas. I I have actually a friend who is a PGA golfer, and he was struggling, struggling, struggling. Matter of fact, he almost didn't uh, get his card back. He was doing so bad. Mm -hmm. And he went to a conference that I was doing, and the Spirit of God ministered to him. And I said, "What did what did God say to you?" And he said, "Now here's here's what's interesting." He was trying to do what I do. He wanted to speak at conferences and churches and write books. So his plan was he was going to golf 50% of the time, and he was going to minister 50% of the time because the same reason that the doctor. And in that service, in that conference that he went with me, God spoke to him and said, I called you to play golf. (laughs) And he told me that afterwards. And Michael, do you know that right after that, he has won four PGA tournaments, and he got his highest 16 in the world. And he's incredible. been on the tour now 15 years. Wow, incredible. Okay. So is that, is that, is that calling invalid because he's on, on the PGA tour? No, that's where God wants him. And so the book shares that there are unique gifts that God places on us. And once we discover those gifts, he wants us to believe to multiply If you look at the parable of the talents, they're not given equal amount of gifts. One guy's given five, one guy's given two, one guy's given one. And when I say guy, it could be guy or girl. The the first two multiplied what they were entrusted, and the master said, well done, good and faithful servant. That's right. Mm -hmm. Because you were faithful in a few things. So right there, Jesus, because there's nothing else that he tells that these people did other than the fact that they multiplied. He said, you were faithful. So Jesus directly equates being faithful with multiplication. See, for years, I saw being faithful as being steadfast, consistent, dependable, reliable, trustworthy. That's all true. Those are true 
definitions of the word faithful. But the way God defines faithful includes multiplication. <laughs> so this good. is the first commandment that he gave to man. He said, be fruitful and multiply. He wasn't just saying have babies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was saying anything I entrust to you, return it back to be multiplied. The guy that maintained his gift in that parable, the talents, he was called wicked and lazy. Now, remember, he's, we're not talking about salvation here. He's a servant. He's been given a gift. And that word wicked means that you possess a serious fault that causes your work to become worthless. Mm, Wow. So we're not talking about salvation. We're talking about his work for the kingdom. So if you look at Jesus, Jesus said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and finish his work. Now, if you think about it, if you go go five days without eating food, what do you lose? You lose strength. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In my 40 years of walking with Jesus, I have discovered that people backslide often because they stop engaging in their calling. Wow, so true. Because why? They're, they're not eating their food. So you know, I mean, you said you love the book that I wrote, Drawing Near. You know my passion is to have an intimate relationship with God. But there is a flip side of that coin, and that yeah. is we stay strong by engaging and what wow. God has put us on this earth to do. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's powerful. And I'm even just thinking of the scripture where Jesus said, my food is to do the will of God and to complete the work that he has given me to do. That just correlates really well with that point you just made right there. Such a powerful truth. As we engage in the call of God for our lives, we are feeding ourselves. It is giving us strength. It is revitalizing us as we're truly operating out of the anointing and the gift of God that is on our lives. And I just love how you emphasize how preaching and writing and all these platform gifts aren't more important than business or administration or if you're an athlete or if you're a doctor, that God gave us these gifts and it's our job stay to... Stay home mom. Oh, stay at home mom. <laughs> Absolutely. Praise right. God. Praise God. And so that's just, that is so powerful. And this is definitely a word for this time and this hour. Your book is called X, Multiply Your God-Given Potential. And I just want everybody here to grab a copy of it. But one thing, as we end this, I feel like there's people listening to um, what you're saying and they're being stirred in their heart. They're being stirred in their spirit. They know that they've neglected the gift of God on their lives. Maybe they've, you know, here and there have engaged with God's calling, but they've ultimately said no and they're not, it's dormant in their life. The gift is dormant. I would love to just kind of encourage them, like how could they take step forward, um, step forward into into really just becoming faithful stewards of, of the gifts on their lives? Well, you know, one of the greatest men of God that we know of in the 20th century was a man named Smith Wigglesworth. Oh yeah. And he didn't engage in what he was called to do until he was in his fifties. It's never too late. Absolutely. There was a guy on my team that engaged really in what he was called to do in his fifties. And he now is, it's like 13 years later, he's happy as can be. He's fulfilled. He's energized. And so it's never too late never too late. I don't care who's listening to us right now. I don't care if you're 70 years old. It's not too late because those gifts are irrevocable. The gifts, and listen to that scripture, the gifts and callings of God are irrevocable. That means that that gift that was on your life when you were 20 years old is still on your life now. And you need to start asking God, God, how do you want me to proceed in the area that you've gifted me? 
And so it is important. I mean, you know, we think if I'm just godly and I live a holy life, the gifts will automatically work in my life. That's not true. Timothy was one of the most godly men in the New Testament, but yet Paul had to write him two different letters and say, Timothy, the gift of God in you is inoperative right now. Mm -hmm. Stir it up. And so I'm really believing that this book is going to help people because I spent a lot of time helping people identify their gifts, develop their gifts, and to release their gifts because it's so important to the building up of the body of Christ. I mean, Michael, when you think about it, Jesus paid a tremendous price for us to be free, right? To purchase us back into Mm -hmm. the family of God, but yet he left the work to us to do. (laughs) Oh my goodness gracious, when you think about it. If I... You know, this just shows you the difference. If it would have been me, I would have said, I'm staying here and making sure this gets done right. (laughs) He left the building of his kingdom to us, which means if we've been given gifts and we're not operating in those gifts, no wonder we're going to hear wicked and lazy. That's why I'm 61 years old. I feel like I'm 35. I'm energized (laughs) because my food is to do the will of him who sent me and finishes work. That's why you're going to do so well, because here you are, you're saved 13 years, you sound like you're probably in your early 30s, you got a lot of passion, you got a lot of zeal, you want to do the work of God. You're going to go far, Michael. You're going to help so many people, and I'm going to be cheering you on, man. So (laughs) this is what I want to see everybody that's listening to us, and that's why I wrote this book, because I know, you know, one of the guys on our team, he's read all 22 books that I've written. And the reason he d- has is because he does the workbooks for our courses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he said to me, John, without a doubt, this is my favorite book of yours of all 22. And then my oldest son said, Dad, I read the whole book in one sitting. <laughs> I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's 270 pages. He said, yeah, I had two bathroom breaks. But he said, I did read it in one sitting. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, Dad, it." I was so empowered, engaged in this book. And that's my oldest son. He said, you said things in this book I've never heard you say before. I said, of course. And so I just really hope that it's going to help your listeners to really, really engage with you, Michael, to build the kingdom of God. Amen. And every small act of obedience honors God and reaps an eternal reward in heaven. It brings joy to his heart, which releases joy in our hearts. And yes, there is work to be done, but we have the beautiful, we have, we have Holy Spirit with us, empowering us by the grace of Christ to get these things done. And honestly, I could say um, confidently that your resources have been such a blessing. It's filled with the word of God. There's a tangible anointing on these resources. You've given so many way around the world. You said it's 22 books now. How can people get a hold of these resources so they can, especially your newest book, X, Multiplier God-Given Potential. I know it releases soon on November the 17th. How, how could they get that book as well as connect with not, not just your resources, but I know you're doing so much ministry around the world. Well, we've done the book in every way. Uh, you know, it's on Kindle. So mm-hmm. I've done the Audible, and it, of course, is a hardback book. So they can get it from Amazon. That's easy. Uh, sure. Another way they can get it is go to johnbevere.com. And if they do that, they're going to be able to see other courses that are available, other books. Also, you know, the mission of resourcing pastors all over the world. So that's the easiest way is johnbevere.com. But this book is going to be in Target. Um, it's going to be in big box stores. It's going to be in the airports. It's going to be in Barnes and Nobles all over. And you just, 
it's really easy to spot because it's a big black cover that has a, a multicolor big old X on the cover, <laughs> which is the multiply symbol. So um, there's just it, there it's going to be available anywhere books are sold. Awesome. Awesome. And I highly recommend for the listener to go to Apple Podcasts and where podcasts are listened to and tap in the conversations with John and Lisa Bevere. I've been blessed by your podcast and you and Lisa are so real. You guys talk about real issues. You give pre- people practical and spiritual advice on how to walk out their faith about being single, about married life, about addiction, depression, pretty much anything. And you're working with your family as well. And they have podcasts and ministries, your sons. And so it's huge. I highly recommend people that tap into that. Michael, thank you. And it's, it, you know, it's, it's a real joy. Four, we have four sons, Lisa and I, and all four of them work with us at Messenger International. It is a real privilege to be able to work with them. And, you know, 75% of our team is under the age of 30, and we did that <laughs> on purpose. We just want to think young, stay young, and we oh, want to sure. think innovative. And I'm yep. so impressed with your generation, the way you guys think and create. It's just, uh, it's, it's a joy to get to work with you guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, you hit the nail on the head. I'm 32 years old. You got early thirties. You, uh, you nailed it. And so thank <laughs> And so that's really cool. John, thank you. I know you're busy. You do so much traveling, so much writing. You're such a blessing to the body. Thank you for taking a little bit of time with me today to share about this awesome book. Michael, thank you for having me on. And you know, I know what's something really funny. You'd be looked at as one of the old guys on my team. <laughs> so anyway, oh, yeah. anyway, I, I just wish you all the best. Keep up the great work and yeah. let's do this again, bro. Absolutely. I would love it. I would love it so much. For those who are listening right now, thank you so much. Make sure to subscribe, rate and review this podcast. It'll help us get it out to more listeners around the world so they can be challenged inspired and blessed by the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. I look forward to speaking with you next time on Awaken Podcast.